Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Novartis AG, ticker symbol NVS. Novartis is a Swiss pharmaceutical company. Novartis is both a subscriber request and a business that currently fits the framework of Joel Greenblatt's magic formula, which is looking for companies with both high returns on capital and relatively high earnings yields which the magic formula uses by buying a basket of these companies. In his backtesting, when he originally did the analysis, Joel Greenblatt found that, that the magic formula outperformed the market on a rolling three-year basis every single time using his backtested data. So things have changed since then, including people using this magic formula more often. So that's not necessarily a guarantee that it'll work going forward. And in fact, its effectiveness has gone down, but it's still a fertile hunting ground for some potentially undervalued businesses. So at the time of recording today's video, Novartis is trading for $79.70 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 9%, which is better than the S&P 500. Over the past three years, their stock price is down 10%. Over five years, they're only down 4%. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of 3% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, they're also compounding at a rate of 3% annually. They've been a pretty steady and stable company over this time frame, although these are below average returns. Keep in mind that these returns are also not including dividends. Currently, Novartis pays out a 2.7% dividend yield, which is well above that of the S&P 500. So Novartis is trading pretty much at its 52-week low, which is another reason for looking at the business. Looking at stocks trading at their new 52-week lows is a favorite starting point for investors such as Li Lu and many others. So they're down $15 from their overall high. They have a market cap in Swiss francs that is 173 billion Swiss francs, which in US dollars is about 190 billion US dollars. For some more background about the business, Novartis AG develops and manufactures healthcare products through two segments, Innovative Medicines and Sandoz. It generates the vast majority of its revenues from innovative medicines, which consists of global business franchises in oncology, ophthalmology, neuroscience, immunology, respiratory, cardiometabolic, and established medicines. The company sells its products globally, with the United States representing close to one-third of total revenues. Novartis also has a number of clinical collaborations. The company was founded in 1996 and is headquartered in Basel, Switzerland. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are going to be performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Novartis based off of its business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. It will continue to improve and get better over time. So with that background about the business and this disclaimer, Let's get right into our analysis. Starting off with our first metric, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. The average public company earns a return on capital of about 7%. So by asking for double that, we're building in a margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And so investing in businesses that are consistently and durably able to earn above average returns on capital increases the probability of outperforming the market over time. In the case of Novartis, they've increased their return on capital over this time frame. They now have returns on capital in the low double digits, just about the low teens. So over this time frame, they've averaged a return on capital of only 10%. So it's a little bit better than average, but it is below the metric we're looking for. So this is going to be an X to start off here on our first metric. 
Metric number two, we're taking a high-level look at the cash coming into the business. We want their revenues, cash flows, and net incomes to be increasing over the last five years. This is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of them have been increasing, and this metric will be a check. Otherwise, even if one of them is down, this is going to be an X. All of this data is listed here in U.S. dollars. So over this time frame, Novartis has been able to grow their revenues. They've more than 4x their net incomes on the back of some income from equity investments. This is likely a run-up in stock prices from some sort of stake in a venture, and it's likely not that reflective of economic reality as the market is moving around. So their net income would actually be in a somewhat similar position to what Berkshire Hathaway's is in, if that's the case, but it's still up over this time frame. And then their free cash flows are up as well a little bit. So this is going to be our first check here on metric number two. Metric number three, here we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. This is building off of metric number two where we saw earnings growth. However, here we're looking at it on a per share basis, taking into account the number of shares outstanding to give a better understanding of what the business looks like from the perspective of an individual investor. So over this time frame, they've more than tripled their earnings per share. And this is a check here on metric number three. Metric number four, building off of metric number three, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth per share. Over the long run, both of these metrics should even out and be about in tandem. It's fine if we are seeing some slight deviations between these. Again, from the perspective of an individual shareholder, their cash flows per share have gone up at a rate that's just slightly higher than what their overall cash flows have, which signals to us that Novartis has bought back shares slightly over this time frame. So that's important because when you're purchasing a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back shares, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which increases the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to lay out any more money. It's as if the business is making an acquisition of itself. We want businesses that are buying back shares when their shares are undervalued. They've increased the cash flows that their shareholders are going to receive from $4.68 per share in 2017 up to $5.73 per share in 2021. Pretty stable cash flows per share over this time frame. They are up by about 20%. So this is going to be another check on metric number four. So far through four metrics, we have three checks and one X. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents, to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced in the last five years. So at the end of 2021, Novartis had $2.9 billion of net debt. This has actually increased. Currently, they have about $11 billion of net debt. However, over this time frame, they produced more than $62 billion of free cash flow. So this is an easy check on metric number five. This signals to us that the business is not overly levered. We don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses relative to their abilities to produce free cash flows because those are the businesses that are going to suffer the worst during financial downturns. This is important to see here as it frees up Novartis's cash flows for other uses. So free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and can be used to pay down debt, pay dividends, make acquisitions, reinvest back in the business, or buyback shares. So a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back at some reasonable interest rate is ultimately what that business is going to be worth. It's a fantastic sign to see here that Novartis is not utilizing a lot of debt in their business. Then for our sixth and final metric, the big metric of all, we want Novartis's average five-year free cash flows relative to their total enterprise value 
to give us a yield of more than 5%. This will help us give a slight risk premium to the risk-free rate of the 10-year treasury, and it'll give us a reason to potentially be interested in their business. We're using total enterprise value because it is reflective of the economic reality of Novartis's business. So this takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. So currently, Novartis has a total enterprise value of $188 billion. In the last five years, they produced $62.5 billion of free cash flow. That means that in an average year, they're producing about $12.5 billion of free cash flow. So when we divide that $12.5 billion of annual free cash flow by their $188 billion total enterprise value, we get an average five-year free cash flow to enterprise value yield of more than 6.6%. So this is a check here on metric number six. Relative to their historical cash flows, the business looks like it's pricing in a pretty nice risk premium here compared to the risk-free rate. So this does not mean that you run out and go purchase this stock. Instead, it means that this business is a good candidate to do more research on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So here we're looking at Novartis's dividend profile. People make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. So here we have to look under the hood to see whether their dividends are supported by their abilities to produce free cash flows. Novartis pretty steadily over this time frame has paid out about 60% of their cash flows as dividends. So their cash flows have been pretty stable and Novartis has both decreased their dividends and increased it in some of these years. It looks like their dividends are pretty well fixed to the business's abilities to produce cash flows. So this is something that you don't see all the time from a business. Most businesses would want the track record of constantly increasing this dividend, but it's good to see that Novartis is not overextending itself by trying to pay out more dividends than they have the cash flows to support. So this is a historical snapshot of the last five years, and it's not a guarantee for anything going into the future. But it does look probable that they'll continue having this about 50 to 60% dividend payout ratio going forward. So currently they're paying out a 2.7% dividend yield. If this is something that really interests you about Novartis, this is something that you should learn more about as you do more work to understand the business. So lastly here, we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Novartis. So here we are using their current free cash flow metrics per share and then projecting that out into the future using their historical growth numbers. This is gonna give us a baseline for the future based off of their growth rate for their cash flows over the past 24 years. So we have data for them going back to 1998. So over these last 24 years, they've grown free cash flows at a rate of 6.7% each year. So if we use that historical growth assumption for the next 10 years, then we add on a terminal growth stage of 4% for the 10 years after that. If we add in their book value today, if we want a 10% rate of return using these historical growth assumptions, then it looks like a potential fair value for the business is around $70 per share. So you'd still have to wait and be patient for this to come down in price by about another $10. If instead you are satisfied with the company based on today's prices, then again, using these same historical growth assumptions, which you need to validate for yourself or invalidate based off of your own research into the business, this is just a baseline estimate going forward then it looks like at today's price, you could reasonably get about an 8% rate of return going forward for Novartis. So again, these numbers are based off of their historical growth assumptions and you absolutely need to check them. This is just a baseline and this is not likely to be accurate. As a business gets larger, its growth tends to slow down over time. And as an investor, you really care about a business's future performance. 
you want to use that past to give you a useful education about what the business can do in the future. Please do not use this as financial advice. This type of analysis and this discounted cash flow model are not financial advice. They are not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Instead, they are a holistic and beginning understanding of Novartis as a business, and they really serve as a starting point to help you determine whether it's worth your while to dig in and learn more about the business here. If you're interested in learning more about the business, I highly recommend that you read through the company's filings, as well as reading through the transcripts of some of their recent earnings calls to get a better understanding of the what the business is facing overall and how management is approaching key areas of the business such as capital allocation. If you run into any questions and before making any investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Novartis checks the box on five out of six of our metrics. The business is able to produce a lot of free cash flow and they have a potentially attractive looking average free cash flow yield. They're also using very small amount of debt relative to their abilities to produce free cash flows. Over the last five years, their earnings, revenues, and free cash flows are up and they've been slightly buying back shares. The only X we came across was that while they do earn slightly above average returns on capital, they're not at that 14% metric that we want a very high quality business to be at. Then looking at their dividend, we found out that it is pretty well pegged to their ability to produce free cash flows, and it doesn't look like the business is going to overextend itself on that. But again, that's something to research in more depth as you learn more about the business. And finally, using a discounted cash flow model based off of historical growth assumptions about Novartis and their ability to increase their free cash flow on an annual basis, it looks like at today's prices, you could reasonably expect about an 8% rate of return over the next 20 years from Novartis. And if you wanted a 10% rate of return based off of those historical growth assumptions, which you've got to check for yourself, you'd have to wait for the business to be about $70 per share. The last time they were around there was back in December of 2016. Finally, to reiterate, this video, this analysis, and that discounted cash flow model are not financial advice. They are not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Please consult with the properly registered legal and financial professionals before making any sort of investment decision. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Novartis AG, ticker symbol NVS. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Novartis was a subscriber request. It's a potential magic formula business, and it's trading pretty close to its 52-week low. Thanks for learning about Novartis with me, and have a great day.